Hello, everybody. This is Patrick Motes, sports editor for the Bell Ringer newspaper, welcoming you back to another edition of the Sports Squad from Augusta University's Department of Communication and Bell Ringer Phoenix Media. Today's show will be a special edition with Dr. Bula's sports communication class, giving us a semester wrap-up on their designated AU sports they covered and followed this semester. This will be a special four-part episode, so for this first part, we're going to cover women's volleyball, and I'm joined by Dominic Macias and Rachel Carmen, who have both been covering, following, and filming and calling all of their games. So guys, welcome on. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. How are you? Pretty good. good. Doing well as well. So... Volleyball just went on an absolute tear this season. Mm -hmm. Their season sadly came to an abrupt end against Anderson that we talked about this morning on the sports Mm -hmm. squad. Go give that a listen. Um, Rachel, Dom, you guys share your comments about what you've seen because you guys have been kind of seeing it from two different points. Rachel, you've been behind the camera filming and writing stories and talking about them weekly here on the sports squad. And Dom, you've been actually been calling the games uh, and commentating. So give us what y'all have seen through your uh, respective positions. Yeah, no, I'll say for me, being able to follow them from the very beginning at all their home games and then near the end traveling to some of their away games, I think they have grown. They started off a little slow in that first um, Embry-Riddle tournament, losing three of the four matches. But since then, I mean, they went on a 13-game winning streak and then lost, unfortunately, to Lander um, and then went on another 15-game winning streak. So I think the story of this team this year is that they are growing and they or they were growing, unfortunately. The season has ended, like you said, but they were learning from their mistakes that they were making and consistently getting better, consistently trying harder, harder, staying clean. And I think it was a phenomenal season. I mean, Coach Quarles, was, it was a historic season for her. She got her 300th program win, uh, coached the team to win both the PBC tournament and the regular season for the first time in history. And for the second time in history, got 29 overall wins. Their record this season was 29-5, and five, which is just incredible. So, I mean, it's, it's been an honor to follow them. I think this is an outstanding group of girls who played with their whole body, their whole heart, their whole mind. And it was great to watch. I don't know, Dom, you were able to get close to the girls, talk to them, call the games and things. So how did how did you see it? Yeah, so personally from my experience, I know we mentioned Coach Quarles had that 300th game winning game winner this yeah. season. But she also had her 500th at home in Augusta being the head coach mm-hmm. win. And she kind of spoke to me about that after the game. She wanted to include a quote in the article. It didn't make the article, but I wanted to say it here. She said, we might not be located in Sparta, but as everyone knows, they hear us yell, we are Augusta. And I thought that Coach Quarles is definitely a personal person when it comes to talking. She's very uh, energetic and can keep the conversation going when you go you know, you know, go to interview and, and things like that. But as far as the players, I think um, growing as a team, they did really well. When I talked to John Vier and Jasmine, they were kind of mentioning that this is the first time in – Augusta's history that they feel really connected and the chemistry was really high this season and I think that contributed to a lot of their gameplay um, on and off the court they said it's never been this close really uh, for an Augusta team and they can really tell that they try to get out um, when they're not in practice they're definitely bonding with each other and then on the court as well everyone's connected and Madeline was telling me that even if you are on the bench or you're not in on the court at that time they try to everyone's included like they're all on the same train they're all going and everyone's there the support so even if you're not in there playing and contributing points or anything like that you're contributing by cheering your teammates on and kind of 
pushing them to get to the next level and get to those further matches throughout the season like we saw them get to the regional final this this season so i think that was a very big thing was their communication their chemistry and that really contributed to a lot of the player success this season yeah i mean i think you're right i think you know it was it was a heartbreaking loss in that last one they were doing so well and then of course that last game against anderson anderson was just they were just playing cleaner i think and they were making a lot of mistakes but at the end of the day i know dariano says like these are her favorite people in the world they're out there having fun they had a good a good time this season and i think it's something that they should be incredibly proud of they accomplished a lot and it, it was a it was an incredible season to watch so yeah i thoroughly enjoy keeping up with them uh you know, with me being on a cross-country team, our practice runs usually, we're usually in the weight room or mm-hmm. doing something when they're out there playing. But I think, honestly, the, when I did have the chance to go to the that volleyball game against Lander where it went to five sets in that absolute thrill of a home game, uh, that was probably one of the greatest sporting events I've been to. Mm-hmm. And then watching them uh, win the conference tournament uh, from from nationals and, and the stake and shake in Joplin, Missouri yeah. was on, a, on the live stream was pretty awesome as well. And I know that uh, all the guys that were there with me that day, they would say the same thing. I mean, we were huddled around that phone ready to just start. We, we started screaming, actually, yeah, and, and everybody mean, was and just looked at us and we're like, sorry, it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> ignore yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Ignore us. You know, so I, I think that watching them just dominate the field this year, um, it was something truly special. And those girls uh, should be remembered like that for, for the rest of AU Sports history. That was, an, that was an amazing season. So shout out to them. You're listening to the Sports Squad from Bell Ringer Phoenix Media and JAG Radio. Welcome back to the second part of this special edition for the Sports Squad. I'm joined now by Cameron Watson, Dominic Macias, Parker Ray, and Lydia Williams. We'll be covering men's and women's cross country and men's and women's golf and their uh, respective sports this fall. So Cameron, uh, why don't you go first with the women's cross country? Uh, Tell us about what they did this season. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. Yeah, the uh, Augusta University women's cross-country team did really well this season. Um, they ended their season at the NCAA Division II um, Southeast Regional Cross-Country Championships. And it was held at uh, the University of North Georgia, their cross-country course in Oakwood, Georgia, on November 4th. Um, the ladies finished their season with a 10th place finish Tenth place finish of 24 teams, um, led by Cassie Lagan and the women really shine this year, though, in their conference performance at the Peach Belt Conference Championship. On the same course, they ran on the same course as they did at regionals. Um, and this year, they placed uh, um, third out of ten teams, um, being led by Riley Triplett and um, junior um, Caroline Pierce. Um, they finished their race only like a half a second away from each other, so both of them together were a big duo um, powerhouse there. Um, but overall, it was a successful year for the Lady Jags. Um, many of the athletes were rising to the occasions when others weren't really feeling it, and many of them improved a lot during the semester. Um, they're just continuing to build up the team. Um, they're getting stronger, faster. They have seem to have more synergy, and they're kind of just growing into a, an even more competitive team on like a national scale, and hopefully we'll see them in national soon. But um, for track season, they're – Track season season's coming around in the spring, and um, their first meet for the 2024 season is going to be on March 15th at Georgia Tech, and it'll be um, hopefully kicking off what's going to be an exciting uh, 2024 track season with some hopefully uh, some transfers. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what 
Coach Bergamy has in store. I know that he's uh, looking to help grow this women's team. And just based off this fall, they've already taken off a lot. They've shown a lot of growth. Um, and, we're I mean, they have a great future. So, Dom, moving on to you for men's cross country, uh, what you got on the guy side? Yeah, so for the guys, they had a fantastic season this year. Um, like Cameron was saying, the regionals and the conference meet went really well for them. This was their fifth straight PBC championship conference that they won. So that's five in a row, no breaks in between those. And then at the regional, they placed second, losing to Wingate. Um, but the it was in Alabama, was it? No, it was the same, no, same was, place. Okay. Yeah, same so, place, Oakwood. So it was in it. They lost the Wingate, but it was still a great season for them. They were able to advance to nationals and place 15th. I know that um, Avery placed 56th for the men, and Carlos got 165th. So it was a great, great turnout for them at nationals. They got 15th, like I said earlier. I know that's not what they wanted. They wanted to place kind of more in the top 12, but 15th, again, is a great improvement from last year's nationals that was held in Seattle. And I do know that um, the men's team really wanted that win, so they kind of performed and they worked really hard this season going after it, and I think it showed throughout the cross-country season, especially with Coach Bergamy coaching them and it being his second year here. He's done a lot for the program, and I think that there's more to come in the future years as well. And for the track, um, I d we did see that Augusta is planning to have a new Jaguar house to host the cross-country tennis and track programs, so that will be a great new additional for the teams to kind of have their own space right now because the cross-country and track teams, as far as I know, don't have a locker room or anything yet, so this would definitely be a great addition to that. Yeah, it definitely will be, and I know that the both all three teams are uh, excited for uh, that cross-country house when it does come around, too. Uh, moving on to women's golf, uh, Lydia, uh, what you got on the women's golf? How'd they do this season, and uh, any special performances or anything? Yeah, I spoke with Coach Heck this week about how she's feeling with the upcoming season, looking back at how they played this fall. She's got a young group, and according to her, they left a few shots out there, but there were some strong performances from the team this season. One standout moment for them was grabbing a win at Fermi University, and that's a big deal because they hadn't clinched an actual tournament victory in a few years. Coach Hag was pretty stoked about that one. She mentioned that the fall season was a blast for them, and the Furman win served as a confidence booster. The win validated their training techniques going into the spring season. Coach Hag is impressed with how Victoria Zhang has stepped up and led the team this fall. However, Coach Hag doesn't think they've played up to their full potential yet. According to her, the team's got a high ceiling, and she's excited to watch them grow. Coach Heck believes that there's a lot more to come from this team, and they're just scratching the surface of what they're capable of. The first tournament they'll play in this season in the spring is the Moon Golf Invitational in Melbourne, Florida, and that is February 18th through the 20th, and I can't wait to see how everything unfolds in the upcoming season. Well, that sounds phenomenal, and I know that the golf team had a, a great uh, fall, fall year, and I know that they're excited for the upcoming spring uh, term and stuff. So uh, we'll see how well they can build off of that and capitalize and move forward. So next we have Parker Ray covering the men's golf. So Parker, what's, what have the men been up to? So the men actually just wrapped up their fall schedule in Hawaii, of all places, at the Kalopi Invitational at the end of October. They ended up placing fifth, um, and I got to speak with assistant coach Ben Nelson about the tournament and the fall season as a whole. He said that the Hawaii trip was a special week, and the guys having a solid finish obviously made a trip more fun. I mean, how could they not have fun? They were in Hawaii. 
Um, he was also very pleased with how the guys competed each day of the tournament. He noted that strong senior leadership from players like Ryan Vanderclis and Dawson Booth helped make the coach's job a lot easier, so that's always a plus. Um, as far as the fall season as a whole, he noted that the team has a solid performance, but like the women's um, team, they have a long way to, way to go to reach their full potential. Um, they're super excited to start back in the spring and look forward to a competitive schedule, starting with battle at Briars Creek in Charleston, South Carolina on February 5th through the 6th. Um, I think they have around eight tournaments in the spring, so pretty packed schedule, and you can find that um, on AugustaJags.com, so go check it out. Awesome. Well, thanks for that uh, update on what they've been up to this fall. It sounds like they got to have a lot of fun, especially out in Hawaii. I wish we could go out to Hawaii and do something out there. That would be a lot of fun. Um, but thanks, guys, for coming on today and giving us an update on what y'all's teams were up to this fall as you guys were following them and covering them. You're listening to the Sports Squad from Bell Ringer Phoenix Media and JAG Radio. Welcome back to the third part of this special edition of the Sports Squad. Today, uh, we'll be now covering the men's and women's basketball programs. I'm joined by Justin Gray and Drew Wall. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. All right, sweet. Uh, let's start right out the gate. Justin, men's basketball, they've been off pretty hot this year. It's been a pretty exciting year so far. Uh, what have they been up to? Um, what's been going on recently? What they got coming up? They're four and two so far through six games. Um, they should be five and one. Got beat on a buzzer beater after leading by fourteen. Mm. So um, definitely should have won that game. Um, had some sickness as of late. Some players, you know, not playing as many minutes because of you know. But that that's getting out the way, and all the everybody's healthy. We're all good. No no significant injuries as far as that goes. Um, they'll take on Bruton Parker tomorrow. Um, in the middle of their six-game home stretch to where in the month of December. Um, Bruton Parker is an educational game or day. It'll start at 11 a.m. 11 a.m., so very early. A.m., yes, Very, very early, yes. Um, and coming up, they'll have an 11-day break between their next game after Bruton Parker. They'll play Reinhardt on the 18th, and then they'll play Emmanuel on the 19th. And then they'll you know, take a break for Christmas, come back and go to Emmanuel. So nice. So it yeah. sounds like they got a pretty good schedule coming up. They are button right up until Christmas though, but very much so. that'll that'll be awesome that they're playing that. Uh Drew, what have the women's basketball been up to? Yeah, women's basketball, they started four and got off to a hot start this season, got a win over Wingate. That was a big win for the program. Mm-hmm. Wingate's, you know, historically just been a great program. So that was a big time win for Coach Stewart and the Augusta team. Um, unfortunately, they've lost their last two games at starting 4-0, lost to Anderson, lost to Fayetteville State. Um, not really much shame in losing to both of those teams. Those were good schools they lost to. And uh, I'm sure Coach Stewart would like to see the turnovers get cleaned up a little bit. They had 21 turnovers and that loss to Fayetteville State. Mm. Got to get that turned around. Uh, mm. They play Virginia Union this upcoming Saturday at home, 1:30. Uh, Virginia Union is going to be a it's going to be a tough game for them, and they're five and one. Augusta's had a very brutal non-conference schedule. Um, they've played a lot of good teams, but I think they're going to be. This is going to be beneficial for them down the road. You know, when you're battle tested like this, heading into conference play, um, I think it's going to be good for this team. And there's a lot of good teams in the Peach Belt uh, this year playing some good basketball. So we'll see how this women's team shapes up against those teams. Yeah, I think uh, they've been off to a hot start as well. I mean, Wingate was. Uh, they were ranked very high. I think they were. 14th. I want to if, say 14th. Yes, they were 14th, so that was a very impressive on the road, uh, which is even better. And then, uh, like you were saying, for those two losses, you know, no shame losing to Anderson. Uh, that was a regional battle heavyweight right there. They were 14. 
and um, Fayetteville State, uh, another good team, but they were also playing out with the, they were also not playing with their leading scorer. Mm-hmm. So um, Autumn Autumn Phillips, Autumn Phillips, Phillips. Yeah, that was her name, yeah. Autumn Phillips, and so I, I think that you know with her back in the lineup when she gets healthy, this this team is going to be fired right back up, and Absolutely. and you know um, I think that they'll do just fine. Uh, you guys got anything else for anything that's going on? Anything upcoming? Um, that's all. Go all right. Jags. Cool. Yeah. You're listening to the Sports Squad from Bellringer, Phoenix Media, and Jag Radio. Welcome back to the fourth and final part of this special edition of the Sports Squad. Uh, we're going to be covering now some of the upcoming spring sports that have been kind of behind the scenes uh, this fall, working on maybe some of some prep for this spring semester, but have been uh, very successful in what they've been doing. I know they've been putting in a lot of work. So I am joined by Hannah Brown Kitchens, Lisa Armstrong, Micah Webb, and Noah Bowers. All will be covering their respective sports. So we're going to kick it off with some softball. Hannah, mm-hmm. uh, what's the softball team been up to? So during this off season, the softball team has been super busy with community service work, um, one of the things I've captured was the Color Fun Run um, that they did um, just to get them get experience with the other girls, the incoming freshmen. Um, speaking of incoming um, freshmen, Coach Bricado, she's announced six new girls to the team. Um, but to learn more about, you know, who they are and what they bring to the table, you can, you know, gladly visit AugustaJags.com to see more about them. Awesome. Well, it sounds like that uh, I know they've been doing a lot of prep this, this fall season mm-hmm. in hopes to have a really strong uh, spring season with such a very veteran heavy roster so I know that the addition of the young talent will help well with the future um, moving on to baseball uh, that I've actually been kind of working with the baseball team and, and covering them and seeing what they've been up to uh, I got a chance to sit down with uh, senior pitcher uh, Britt Kelly the other day and talk to him about what's been going on and he said that they've been up to a lot of really just kind of prep and mechanics and stuff like that the, if, for people that don't know the baseball team brought in a huge recruiting class uh, so this this uh, veteran heavy baseball team is looking to help develop and kind of show the freshmen how it's done and how uh, how they do things at Augusta, especially with a with a successful season that they had last year. They really want to build and capitalize on that. Um, I asked him if there was anything in particular that they have uh, marked on the calendar, and um, he was telling me that when they went to Georgia College last year, they got uh, they got swept there. So they took that kind of personally, and he said there were some things that could have gone better their way. So. Georgia College actually comes to town here in Augusta uh, March 1st uh, through the 3rd. Um, so I know that he said that they have that one circled and will want to take a personal note on that one and maybe get a little revenge back because they felt a little embarrassed walking out of there for very respectable reasons. I can understand that. But he said that over this winter break, this upcoming Christmas holiday, they're going to really focus on making sure everybody stays really consistent in their practicing and their mechanics and making sure they stay sharp so when they come back they can hit the ground running. Uh, moving into tennis, uh, Lisa Armstrong. Uh, Lisa, what's the tennis team been up to? Hey, so good afternoon, sports squad. My name is Lisa Armstrong, and I'm going to be discussing men's and women's tennis and what they've been up to. Um, starting off strong with an exciting new update announced on November 28th, Augusta University Athletics reveals plans to complete a new locker room facility on the Forest Hills campus for not only tennis, but also for cross country and track and field. Renovations for the new Jaguar House will begin December 2023 with a completion date scheduled for spring 2024, which I thought was super awesome. Also, we have five of our very own Lady Jaguars named All Academic Scholar Athletes. This includes Madeline Fridiani, Andrea Gonzalez, Priscilla Landi, Sofia Marquez, and Juliana Martinez. Alongside these smart women, six more of our own male Jaguars are in the same ITA Scholar Athlete Honors. 
Congratulations to all of our scholar athletes as well as both of our men's and women's tennis teams for being named 2023 ITA All Academic Teams. Men's, men's and women's tennis will officially start their seasons at home on Thursday, February 1st, 2024, starting at 12 p.m. versus USC Sumter. Stay updated on the continuous progress of the 2023-2024 AU men's and women's ten tennis teams this upcoming spring for their active season play. Go Jags! Awesome. Well, I really appreciate that update. It sounds like they've been hard at work and really busy, and I'm sure they're really excited about the upcoming plans with the, the new Jag house and I know that everybody's really excited to see what this tennis team is going to do this upcoming semester. Moving into intramural sports, Micah, what has uh, intramurals been doing? I think a lot of people don't really know about the intramurals, but Augusta has a great intramural league. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things going on and coming up in intramural sports. You have soccer, three-on-three, -three, basketball, kickball, and flag football all ending. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to Team DDC, who plays um, the kickball intramural and won their fourth straight championship. Um, nice. I don't know if anybody's been to a kickball intramural, but they, they really take it serious um, I, over I there. Can so imagine. highly recommend um, going to a kickball intramural game um, next semester. Nice. Also want to give another another special shout-out to dental, to the Dental Dynasty from winning their fifth straight championship in a row. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard of them, but they've completely dominated um, flag football intramurals. Um, they've mercy-ruled every game. They've won every game. They're undefeated. They've completely dominated. So highly recommend attending one of their games next semester too. I heard about them and and I, I heard some whispers about it. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Oh yeah, they're great. They're great. Um, and also going on to next year, they they have um four by four, um, flag football, volleyball, soccer, table tennis, and a five on five basketball all beginning on February fifth. And there's also a special intramural um with ultimate frisbee coming on March fifteenth next semester. Nice. Well, it sounds like the intramurals is busy and thriving. I know that the three-on-three -three basketball is super popular. I know there are a lot of teams, and I always see flyers around campus when, when that really starts up and gets going, too. So I have friends around campus that play that, and I know that they love that. So rounding out this last segment, we have Noah Bowers joining us for eSports. Noah, you're on the eSports team as well. Uh, you guys have been busy, successful, dominant and with a new uh, facility a new game room so tell us a little bit about that and what's been going on what you guys got coming up yeah so this has been our first semester really starting things off and we've been off to a hot start so for starters our varsity rocket league team finished their season uh, this semester undefeated seven and oh and were crowned the peach belt conference champions so that was a pretty big accomplishment just in their first semester competing really only meeting and playing with each other for a few weeks and then our junior varsity Rocket League team just finished their season up uh, this week, and they finished 8-2 and two and were crowned their division winners in the NACE Star Leagues. We already got two championships for Rocket League in the first semester that we've been competing. Um, so that's been a lot of fun to watch, really exciting to cast and follow along. Uh, and then the third team that we have competing is our varsity Valorant team. They are actually competing in their grand finals later today on December 6th. They'll be playing Virginia Commonwealth University to be crowned their division finals as well. So we've been having a lot of early success. Uh, there's been a lot of traction on socials and on our Twitch where we live stream all our matches. So if you guys want to tune in to any future matches, you can follow us there on our Twitch channel or our Instagram. And next semester, we are going to be adding to our rosters. We're going to be introducing two new titles, Overwatch and League of Legends. So those are two very popular games that students have been asking for. So we're going to be introducing those new titles next semester in January. And we'll have some academy teams coming out as well for some 
smaller organizations, um, but that still want support from AU, we'll be hosting those as well. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, I know that it has been creating a very uh, popular buzz here around campus and stuff mm-hmm. as a lot of people like to play video games. And now that AU has a team that goes out and competes, but not only just competes, but succeeds in what they're doing yeah. and is showing that they can compete with anybody, anywhere, on any given day. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been huge for the campus. It's been huge for the growth of not only just sports here, but like esports as a world. Um, I know that a lot of people are still trying to get used to that term. I, even myself, you know, I'm, I'm not used to you know the esports world, but it sounds like it's a very rapidly growing world, a very rapidly growing field with a lot of potential for it to grow. Uh, so congratulations to you guys and all your success that you have, and that's great that you guys are adding some new leagues and uh, new new games. Yep. Uh, to the squad next year, so. I just want to thank you guys for coming on today and giving us an update on what has been going on this fall for all of your respective sports and what they have upcoming in the spring. Thank you for listening today, and thank you again to all of our panelists from Dr. Bula's sports communication class. We'll be back soon with another episode. The Sports Squad is a production of Bell Ringer Phoenix Media. The producer today was Ethan Balducci. Ethan, thank you. The opinions stated here are those of the individuals, not Augusta University. You can find us at aubellringer.com, on the Augusta Press website, on Spotify, and on social media. Please send your comments to bellringerproduction at gmail.com. Have a wonderful upcoming holiday season and listen again soon. This is Patrick Motes saying so long. We're out. <laughs>